0: So you have a tender rate and your love over landing. You have plans to do it big on the trace and some super glamping. One idea's deep news and reviews, a podcast the first rate and here just for you. You don't have to think about it. Join us and be about it. Something interesting
1: we want to hear about
0: it. Come on, let's talk about it. Welcome to Waypoint Overland's Random Waypoints Podcast. Sponsored by Midland. Communication for every adventure. The industry leader in radio communication technology and innovation for over 50 years. Sponsored by MyMedic. Sponsored by Tembo Tusk. Sponsored by Shower Pouch. Sponsored by DeMoss Collective. Mission built and made for mobility. Sponsored by Brewtrack. Sponsored by Hard Impact Designs. Always remember, the opinion you follow should
2: be your own. Just consider the things stated here to be a second opinion from a
0: complete stranger online
2: it is almost unheard of unless you're someone of note that they want on your want to promote on their social media. It's almost unheard of to go to these outfitters and say, Hey, I need this fridge slide installed and you get it done in a timely fashion and for a decent price. They they charge outrageous prices. And then they're like, Oh, we can't get to you for three months. And that's almost like part of their selling point to you. Like, people wait for us. And all I'm thinking is, I know a little bit about mechanic shops because that's inevitably all you actually are is a upscale mechanic shop. And what do they do when uh, things back up like that? They realize, oh, we need two more mechanics. We need another installer. We need someone, another person at the front of the desk. And so they don't do really anything for you, and you pay way more for it. And uh, man, I got a lot to say about that.
0: <laughs> well, so when you say outfitters, I mean outfitters are I think you go, go into two different categories, right? Mm-hmm. Outfitters are resellers, so they're they're instead of being a brand, they are a a company that sells multiple lines uh, and different brands. And then you've got the outfitters. And in some cases it's both of those that install those given brands on your vehicle or certain kinds of vehicles. Right. And you're right. I don't use, uh, I, I mostly do custom stuff, although I'm, I'm, I'm using outfitters to this extent that, you know, like if I'm developing a, Uh, you know, a roll cage or I'm fabricating something that goes on my truck or, or, or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm generally not doing that in-house myself. I'm, I'm hiring somebody to do that. So I'm working directly with them. So I do get involved with, you know, different people that, uh, like you said, you run into some of the the things where, well, I can get you in, but it's, you know, it's going to be tight. It's going to be a month and a half. You got to wait to, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, that's just a, I hate to say it, but that's a reflection of where we are as a society today with not enough people going into the trades. You know, I run into this uh, in my in some of my other businesses in the past, you know, in the restaurant business, for sure. It's hard to get, it's hard to hire anybody. Um, even when I was in uh, the uh, construction and general contracting side of the business, trying to get... You know, electricians, plumbers, HVAC people, uh, concrete workers, you know, framers, whatever. There's a shortage of all of those things. And I suspect uh, there's also a shortage in welders, which oftentimes comes into wh- in our overland world. I mean, we're always trying to do something with metal, um, you know, either making products or installing them on vehicles. Uh, fabrication. Fabrication of any kind is such a uh, an art. It's such a skill, and I just think there's there's not a lot of that going on. And 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 to, to touch for a second on what you were saying about, um, you know, taking in a, a sponsor as a as a as a media person or a social media influencer or something. I I, I agree with what you're saying. I think. Uh, and, and by the way, it's not just just not just influencers, but it's also these oh, these um, outfitters. So they're backing these products. Right. And it, it some of them make it might bite them in the ass eventually uh, if you're not careful and you really are not testing the stuff. Like I don't like to ever be take on any sponsor that I don't personally know really who's involved in the company. Me too. Who's making the stuff? Where is it made? Uh, Have I used it? Have I legit used it? Or is it just somebody contacting me, which happens all the time, where somebody will send me an email and say, hey, Mike, we'd love for you to have this product and take it, you know, test it out, blah, 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 blah. Now, I will occasionally do that, but I'm definitely not taking it on as something that I'm going to tell you, hey, Phil, you got to go out and buy this. I'm not ever going to tell you or anybody else to do that until i've had that thing probably you know i don't know some amount of time where i've actually tested it in real world environment you know and i know for a i i i'll give you a good example of this and 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 i'm not suggesting it you know it's, it's, it's a lot of brands do this but um a couple of years ago blue Eddie approached me that makes those the um the uh the boxes the charge boxes whatever you call those things and uh i i so i took a unit and i ended up um Testing it for a while, and then I did a video. They had asked me to produce a video, and I told them when I took it. I go, look, if this thing's a piece of garbage, you know, I'm going to do a video. I, I promise you, I'm going to do a video, but I'm going to I'm going to say that it is a piece of garbage. And, and as it turned out, it was a good unit. So, um, and I and I actually still use it today. But the reason I bring them up in particular, that particular company, is they sent those things out to lots of people. Like I'm not unique or special. I I mean, I know like, I can't tell you how many people I personally know that also got one. Pretty
2: much everyone I know that has one, that's how they got it.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I'm not sure I know anybody that bought it. So um, what does that indicate? That indicates that that's a new and effective way of marketing products nowadays, for sure. Uh, It's way cheaper to hand out a product. So if let's say the item was 500 bucks, you know, whatever their cost is, let's say it's probably 25 bucks or whatever. I don't know what it costs per unit for them on, a, on such a scale, but it's probably fairly low. Uh, if you send out 5,000 of them, that's cheaper than running an ad on television or running in print media or getting a billboard or whatever, you know, whatever else. So And, and people are more inclined to trust you or me or some other Joe Smo out there that's a guy that's not, you know, affiliated with something. We don't, we don't have anything to, to, uh, to benefit from it really. So, uh, but the, the problem I have is, is what you said, and that's kind of, I, I know I went around the bu- beat around the busher a little bit. What you said was it's going to bite people in the ass kind of is, is, is paraphrasing. And that, and that's what's going to happen is that, that unfortunately as particularly these overland outfitters that are picking up, you know, a bunch of product lines. And, and they're constantly being driven to expand that, right? Because if I want to go to XYZ Outfitter and I want to buy a winch, I don't, I don't want to have to deal with 20 different outfitters. I want to buy the winch. I want to buy the bumper. I want to buy the strap. I want to buy everything from that same same organization, right? Makes it easier. Kind of why I use Amazon so much. And uh, so they're constantly being pressured Probably very similarly to us being pressured to, you know, take on these things and test things and show people. Uh, And, you know, I don't know from an outfitter standpoint if they can really get out in the field and actually test these things. Or are they just simply a bricks and mortar reseller? You know, how are they any different than Walmart?
2: Right. Um, I kind of look at it as I've been using this term for a long time, the, the blockbuster effect. You remember yeah. Blockbuster Video?
0: Sure do. Blue and yellow.
2: Now, if you were to Google, the media always refers to their downfall as it them not acquiring Netflix back when back in the day when they could have got them. I think for a few million dollars or something like that. You know, and yeah. like it was the biggest flub they ever made, and that's why they went away. But that is not why they went away. It's the same thing as what I'm saying about this Overland thing. They were gout, blockbuster. I'm a movie guy. I used to go get movies like every other day. And if I happen to miss a day and and forget to return it, sometimes it would be like $30, $40. Yeah, I know. I remember that. Yep. And if you remember, Netflix was not a streaming service in the beginning. People were willing, and I was one of these first early adopters, people were so pissed off at how they were being gouged and being treated like it was a privilege to give this yeah. company their money that they were willing to say, I'll wait two days for my DVD to come versus getting it immediately. So we were basically able, willing to jump through a couple of loops just to give it to the company that was giving it to us. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: yep. I think that's going to happen to like outfitters because this is my prediction for the industry coming soon. Someone, I don't know who it'll be. It may be, um, Pep Boys. It may be, uh, what's it? Roof racks company. It's some company with the oh, word rack, yeah. rack and roll or something like rack that.
0: And- Something like that. Rack and tire, racking, and racking. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: It may be Firestone or or Goodyear. You know, the, the, the mechanic shops, they're going to jump in and be like, we already do lifts. We'll, we do, we do it cheaper. Mm-hmm. You can, you can tell us you want it Friday, bring it in Friday and come pick it up at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or, or something that some, some place that has, the infrastructure and the and the units in place already because
2: the the roof place roof rack place that I I'm sorry I can't remember the name of that's their specialty but people go to these outfitters and pay double the amount for the the actual product and then more to get it put on and they 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 roll them out of the out of there like you know one after another and they don't charge you that much for it So I see outfitters being uh, extinguished by the blockbuster effect.
0: Well, outfitters are, by definition, they're the middlemen, right? And that's one of the reasons that Amazon is so successful is because there's no middleman.
2: Well, that's what outfitters have become. I'm old enough to remember actual real outfitters (laughs) (laughs) where he had done it for years and now he he's decided i'm going to stay in one place and open up a shop and provide for others and yep. you were able to talk to that guy and he was able to tell you actual gr- great advice for your trip to africa or your trip to wherever it was you were going yep. that is no longer the case yep. i don't want to mention a name but i i have an outfitter in washington that i have attempted to give my business on several times but i end up walking out because the guy is talking to me like he knows what he's talking about. And I literally almost want to get on my horse and be like, do you know who you're talking to? You, I, I, I mean, I have literally from from this particular outfitter heard lies about uh, products and the origins and the history and the story behind it and the specs and everything. Um they've given me incorrect uh, information about what they can and cannot do with an install and what it can be in so much stuff. So an outfitter now has become what you said. That's mm-hmm. all I wanted to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would, I would, that's a fair assessment. Yep. Um. So that,
2: that's all I just had that on my mind and I wanted to get that off my chest because like I said, the guy said something, he was just trying to sound smart. There was nothing behind the statement, but sometimes somebody says a gem of a thing and they don't even realize it because, and I thought about it more and I was like, yeah, a lot of these people who consumers have trusted in, and had faith in, have uh, put money in their pocket, their time is coming if they haven't been an honest person.
0: Yeah. And that's ju- and that's true. Not of only the outfitters, like I said, it's true of influencers and social media people and uh, event organizers or anybody else. It's, it's, it's who you hit your wagon to. You're only going to be as good as your weakest link, right? So mm-hmm. if your, if your weakest link is whatever you, you went out and you pitched this, particular thing for years and then it turns out that it's a boondoggle or that it's uh, dangerous or or it wasn't what it was billed out to be or whatever the scenario is, it's certainly going to reflect poorly on uh, the individual that is promoting it, right? I mean, that's just a uh, common sense.
2: I agree with that. All right. I just had to get that off my chest. This was <laughs> Good way uh, to start, Phil. This was kind of like my little bitching session. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Uh, so let's talk about what we were planning on talking about. Okay. You know that the, uh, I believe it was the 57th annual Jeep jam. I'm not Jeep Jamboree. Easter Easter
0: Jeep Jeep. Safari
2: Safari. ended. And most people know it as that's, that's the place that, uh, off-road enthusiasts and Jeep loyalists, they go, they attend this event and they go off-roading, but a very important, big event that also happens is the Jeep brand comes to town and they usually bring a handful of concept vehicles. So, I've uh given you some footage and I've given you some uh photos and all kind of stuff to go over and we're just going to basically talk about the vehicles from Easter Jeep Safari, the the concept vehicles. Now, people who are watching this, there will be footage and for them to watch, if you are not watching this and you're watching it on the audio only podcast, you'll miss out on that. And there's nothing I can do about that. The first one is gonna be the Jeep Wrangler Magneto 3.0 concept.
1: 2023, this is the third and final iteration of our ongoing Magneto project, where we created a, a fully battery electric, fully mission capable Wrangler for, this year we've added a lot more to the powertrain, but I'll walk you around the uh, the exterior first. Starting up front, we've got our, our uh, Rubicon 20th grill on here. Uh, the hood, carbon fiber hood, carbon fiber fenders, leaving it up on 40-inch tires, which we introduced last year. Also, when we extended the wheelbase, but then this year we've uh, raked the windshield back, effectively chopped the top, created a new uh, uh, roof for it with this great blue see-through on it, reupholstered the interior, updated the color scheme on the outside, and really gives it this aggressive cool off-road look to it. Third and final iteration of Magneto functionally is still a fully battery electric vehicle connected to a six-speed manual transmission. New for 23 has a more efficient axial flux motor. We have 20% more range, increased torque now, from 850 last year, we're up to 900 foot pound torque. Also a 20% increase in usable energy from the batteries. We've also added selectable drive modes. The first being a uh, regen, so off or medium, more for street driving. And then a separate aggressive uh, regenerative mode in four wheel drive low only, which offers one pedal driving. Imagine going down a very, very steep hill and having to throttle to go down the hill without the brakes. And then a two-stage selectable power output, so baseline 285 horsepower, uh, which matches the uh, the gas V6 this vehicle was originally equipped with, or the electric full beams 900 foot-pounds torque.
2: Whoa! So what do you think of that, man? It's first of all, it's beautiful. Before you give me, I want to discuss something for the Jeep. People and the people who go to Easter Jeep Safari. First of all, you may not know it, but I'm an associate member of the Red Rock Crawlers who throw this event. I don't think I ever told you that. Anyway, uh, the Magneto, anybody else who goes to the Easter Jeep Safaris, I'd like for you to reach out to me and tell me if I'm wrong about this. But I, I distinctly remember in 2017, the blue and white magneto, uh, and it was a a drone that they had on top of it. The concept was you were going to be able to have your drone land and and go off of this little platform off of it and everything and I thought that that was the first year of the magneto. but the information Jeep sent me they're saying like this is the two point and it's only been like out for three years. so were there two blue and white vehicles named magneto or what or or whatever i'm I'm looking for somebody to to uh
0: Inform me. Put it, put it down in the comments down below here.
2: So, what do you think
0: of this? Well, I got to tell you, I mean, if they were selling this thing right now, I'd take one of those right away. That thing is, you know what I like? What I really like about it is uh, the uh, the hood, the the, the see through hood with the uh, electric motor inside there. That thing is that's pretty cool. You know, I mean, I mean, the, the look of it is nice with a rake back windshield and forty inch uh tires on it and interestingly and i kind of noticed it by looking at it but i guess it's stretched too right so it's longer than your stock two-door jeep but i i I, it doesn't look as long as say the the rubicon uh you know the four-door right
2: it looks a little bit longer it the roof slopes so it makes it look shorter but it has to be longer
0: just wondering whether the seats are back farther or not, but it's hard to tell. Um, yeah, I mean, interestingly, like, I mean, I didn't, I guess, I wasn't aware of, and maybe you had, had more stuff released from the uh, the press release, but explain to me, how do you have an electric motor with what looks to be a six speed manual transmission? How does that work?
2: I don't know how they do it, um, but I, I know that there's like two different gearboxes. There's one that adjusts to normal driving, and then there's another one that re, realigns the torque for off-road.
0: That's all I- because inside that, you know, you've got your high-low. I mean, the levers are exactly the same as, as like my stock uh, Rubicon JL was. You know, so it's got a too low, too high, you know, four low. And then it's got, you know, a regular six speed manual in there. So you, I mean, typically electric vehicles are. Yeah. It's it's, at all. Right.
2: From my understanding, it's not like a true gearbox. Like you're actually moving the gear.
0: Yep. So it's so, so those are electronically based maybe. Right. So
2: I think it's, it's like simulating.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's, and, 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 and that's what I'm saying. To tell us when, too when I'm you're sure. when, when you're off road, it it doesn't give you that crazy 800 torque. It, it it reconfigures it and it feels like you're driving a. It feels like you're driving a manual. Yeah, okay, but you're exactly. not actually driving a manual. Because no. if it was a manual, then that would be direct connect, and <laughs> it right. would be it, it it would tear up the the uh, the gearbox every time.
0: Yeah, I would think. Boy, doesn't it look it, that is an interesting truck with with 40-inch wheels on it or 40-inch tires. Uh, <laughs> we
2: just talked about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, we talked about it in a different podcast, but I, I got to tell you it looks pretty pretty darn good on this Jeep.
2: Yeah, and even though the things we said about the 40s, I have a different opinion of it on this vehicle cuz this vehicle has the actual equipment. It was designed to handle the 40, it has the power, it has the chassis, it has everything.
0: Now, let's be, here's my two questions. And let's just be honest here. Uh, I think of all the vehicles that we're going to be talking about today, this might be the least likely to ever be produced. Is that yeah, a fair yeah, assessment?
2: I agree with that, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. It, it,
2: it It's too small a niche. Yeah. Way too small. <laughs>
0: Well, what's interesting about it is obviously, this is what auto auto manufacturers use as uh, test beds for new ideas and, you know, consumer feedback and everything else. So that's kind of what makes it interesting and 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 on that note, um, the Easter Jeep Safari is kind of a little bit of a unique event and I went I went through it once um in the fact that it is so well supported by the actual manufacturer of the vehicle line. Because you don't really find that. um, You know, I was involved with the Land Rover community for a long time. And, you know, at various times, occasionally Land Rover would get a little bit involved, the manufacturer. But really, they kind of over the years have kind of taken the attitude is everybody knows Land Rovers do this. We we don't need to really support this. Um, So Jeep is definitely been very involved with that event
2: you ready to go on to the next vehicle
0: absolutely let's take a look at it
2: okay the next one we're going to look at is the jeep scrambler 392 concept now we'll listen to mark allen and he'll explain
1: next up really cool project this we're calling the scrambler 392 it's based off of a uh, 392 wrangler of course those are all four-door we turn this into a two-door Left the wheelbase the same, 40-inch tires. uh, Light weighted the vehicle by taking off a lot of the the pieces we didn't need. Carbon fiber hood, fenders, the whole quarter panel. This also features AccuAir's new air suspension. I'll demonstrate. Has about five inches of travel or movement to it up and down. And then the, the back of the vehicle, which is sort of a truck style, uh, in fact, we used the last 10 inches of a uh, Gladiator pickup to create the back, including the tailgate. 392 Scrambler.
0: Yeah, so that's that's just like the last vehicle, except that it was based on a four-door uh, Wrangler. And he said he kept the wheelbase the same. So
2: Now, this one, I can actually see being an Overland vehicle, possibly. With additional things added to it.
0: Yeah, wheelbase is a little longer. It doesn't give you a ton of room in the back there for much. Um, you know, I, I would like to see I would like to see this truck with a full back on it, you know, a full Jeep back, even like a gladiator back.
2: That's how but- I'm picturing it.
0: Yep. Yeah, where you could put um you know a, a rooftop or a pop up or you know something that you could accommodate uh camping in. That's that what would, I'm thinking. That would be really cool.
2: It's a I I know we're supposed to talk all macho about these jeeps, but that was a pretty Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it was. I loved that uh that lime. I loved the details on it. That uh, was, um, uh, I like well, so
0: both of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the blue one and the screen, uh, you could see if you look at them side by side together, that the green, uh, scrambler is longer than the, the, uh, the other one, but, um, they there's this, this one, the scrambler reminds me a little bit of a, of something that you're going to race the Baja with.
2: I can, I agree with that. I it, definitely it, agree with that. As it face. almost looks like a dune buggy kind of.
0: Yeah, but I was going to say, what's the uh, the uh, the Ford? It 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 seems to be a little bit like the um, maybe it's the wide fenders in the back, uh, reminding me of the um, uh, you know, I'm drawing a blank here. What's the Ford pickup truck, but the Baja Ranger? No, nope. uh, F150. Of, uh, put it on the screen when we think of it later. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's uh, you know they're the special truck. The uh, God, I I should know. I mean, the lightning,
2: the electric one, the lightning. No, no,
0: no, no. no. It's just they've had it for years. It's just it's just a model. Yeah, it's it's a model of the uh, the F one fifty, but it's the one with the wide fenders and
2: the Raptor,
0: the Raptor. That's right. Okay. Yep. This reminds me of that a little bit.
2: I I can see what you what you are saying. So let's go on to the next one. You ready for that? Sure am. That is the Jeep Wrangler Rubicon 4XE Departure Concept Vehicle.
1: This happens to be the JPP product showcase car. This is called the Departure, and it has a lot of really great features. Some of them are prototype. uh, Some of them are available now. So it's sort of a mix. And we use the uh, Moab to to show this off. First up front is this uh, bumper bench. So this grill guard flips down, you can sit on that. Um, Prototype fender flares, these are a flat style fender flare, 37 inch tire, looks great color scheme on this vehicle, including this beautiful saddle leather interior. Uh, Tube doors, lighting, extra storage to it. And on the back of the, the vehicle shows a really cool concept idea. We put it together here and it's where the name, departure comes from, honestly. 37 inch tire shown on this prototype gate stored on the inside and then through a pivoting mech- mechanism can be pulled to the outside of the vehicle and you gain the interior space back cool idea
2: i avoided initially looking at this vehicle because of the front grill because it just sounded like some kind of uh gimmick but it's mm-hmm. actually really cool
0: no that is super cool
2: and yeah. i i
0: imagine like people, the way that the grill matches the doors
2: yes and that's yeah. another thing uh especially and we'll talk about it later with the 2024 Jeep is how many aftermarket products they are incorporating that you can actually buy so that will help with your warranty. Right. But with if they didn't tell me this was a concept vehicle this looks like something I've seen rolling through yeah. Moab. <laughs>
0: Uh, This is definitely as close to production uh, of the vehicles that we've looked at so far. And it's interesting as a manufacturer, it's one of the things that I kind of like about Jeep is there, they are looking at aftermarket products and starting to make more and more of those themselves, you know, as opposed to relying on the outside market to do it. Jeep's been coming up with a whole lot of different accessories that you could put on. I know even on my Rubicon JL, you know, from the snorkel to the uh, the different bumper sets that they had to, um you know, some of the skid plates that they had, all sorts of different things available. And over the years, they've worked, obviously, with like AEV and other companies to do um stuff. My JK was an AEV edition that was all under warranty because AEV would, you know, uh, purchase it directly. Uh, from Jeep, and then you know when I bought it from a e v it was already completely warranted with all the modifications on it.
2: We're gonna talk about warranties a little later, so we're gonna come back to that conversation. Are you ready for the next one? Sure am <laughs> okay, what is the next one?
0: Give me a color,
2: <laughs> yeah, right did we do we did the Jeep Scrambler We just yep. okay, the next one is the 1978 Jeep Cherokee 4XE concept vehicle. Mark Allen telling us about it.
1: For Moab 2023, one of our most favorite uh, categories we like to do are the resto mods. This year, uh, we've selected it's a 1978 Jeep Cherokee, uh, but with a lot of modifications to it, soaked in this sort of 70s uh, wrapper. Uh, to begin with, the, the vehicle, we bought it off of Craigslist somewhere, uh, scanned it and put it, made a digital model of it. This is actually placed on to complete onto a brand new Rubicon 4xE chassis. So it's the two liter with a 4xE system. Uh, 37 inch tire on an old school slotted mag. Uh, the charge port is, is neatly integrated into it to charge the batteries. The whole uh, instrument panel and front seating compartment is, is from the, the donor Wrangler. We've left the back seat out put the spare tire in here, opened up the sides of it for fresh air. Just really a lot of great details on this vehicle. The, The overall impression we're really happy with.
0: That is the
1: best inside
0: of a Jeep I've ever seen. I love it after i go drive through the desert cuz that's what it looks like to me it's a combination of surfing and desert
2: there's nothing i don't like about it um usually when they take a, a old school vehicle and modify it and make it more modern i usually never like it but they they left enough alone and only improved where maybe it was best to improve it
0: yeah they they left think? I mean, is there any chance they make that?
2: Yeah, I think so. Because.
0: Gotta think that that would sell, no?
2: We keep coming back to a big SUV. You know, over, if you think about it over like the last 20 years, we keep going away from it saying, Hey, we need one. That's a four cylinder, a six cylinder. Uh, we need one that's, uh, you know, smaller, more gas efficient. And then the Escalade pops up. Then the, yep, yep. the you know, it, they always come back. So I feel like this would finally fill the void for Jeep. I used to own the, um, what was it? It was their other try and it didn't work. <laughs> And I actually like the vehicle. Um, what was the big G- the big oh, G- oh yeah
0: yeah commander?
2: Yeah I had a commander limited that was an awesome vehicle, yeah. Uh but it didn't do well, and they've been trying to find that vehicle for a while, like like the current Wagoneer. Yep. This one I think actually would capture Can I just say
0: can I just say I think the current Wagoneer is uninspiring. I just honestly, I, I just there's nothing doesn't float my boat. This thing is
2: that's the Wagoneer.
0: Yeah. They
2: the the, the current Wagoneer is too new school.
0: Yeah, it just it's so like new
2: school that they should have just went with and said this is something else and right. not even used that nameplate. Agreed. I also like the color scheme and the the orange contrast on the vehicle. It's I mean, just, it, it makes it look fast. I
0: like the orange contrast of it.
2: <laughs> and I can already say in advance, out of all of them, if they said you can take whatever you want, this would be the one I'd
0: take. Me too. Yep, yeah, take, we'll take two of those.
2: You'd want yours in all orange, so I'll take the yellow.
0: I don't know. That yellow is hot. I want the same roof inside, though. That I want The inside of this thing is perfect for me.
1: I
2: love the art. The Jeep Wrangler Rubicon 4XE
1: concept. So this project actually starts out with a little bit of a story. 2021, we released a very special color for Wrangler. It was Tuscadero Pink. And that vehicle, we had anticipated it would do about 5,000 units. And we've been asked over and over for a follow-up it. That's what this project is. Uh, this is a, a really special color, a follow-up that we're looking at. And then the vehicle it's applied to, pretty special vehicle, It's a 4xE Rubicon. Uh, we've sprinkled a few pieces on it from, from AEV, uh, their front bumper with a shorter hoop, the worn winch lighting down below. Uh, the tire is a 37-inch tire on an AEV beadlock wheel. Then, moving down the side, it's one of my favorite combinations. It's the half doors with the one touch power top. It just opens the vehicle up so nicely. Uh, and then you can easily close it back down. One other great feature of this, it has the AccuAir uh, full air suspension on it. This is a new product and we're using it on, uh, on this vehicle as well. It has about a five and a half inch range to it. I'll just punch the button here. Air down.
2: What do you think about the color?
0: You know, I'm not a huge fan. It's a little bit much for me. Uh, it's different. I, I don't, you know, it's got some blue highlights on it, so it's kind of a weird mix of like light blue and purple, or magenta, or whatever you want to call it. But you know, it, it's it's bold. I'll give it that. If
2: you're if you want to stick out, the, the color will make you stick out. But
0: but, it, but everybody that buys one of these has to, its name has to be Barney.
2: <laughs> you know what? I guarantee you at least if three or four of them are going to have Barney on it. <laughs> yep. the, actual, the actual license plate. Yeah. So this one, there's really no upgrades. There's nothing of note to mention about the vehicle. This one is more about the color. This was a popular color with a model called the Tuscadero and they were bringing it back for uh they're they're bringing it back so it, I think in 2024 you'll be able to purchase your Jeep in this color. Uh I wouldn't buy it but I think it's cool for for someone else. Yep. That that that's not in my color palette.
0: No. I'm going to go with that. All right, we're going we're going to move on <laughs> <laughs> before we get in trouble. Yeah.
2: Okay, the next one is the Grand Wagoneer Overland Concept. Mark Allen telling us about it.
1: Uh, another one of our concepts this year, we've, we've done a Wagoneer. Wagoneer, uh, being part of the Jeep family, of course has great off-road credibility to it. And we wanted to amp that up and turn this into really a luxurious overlanding vehicle. Started on the front, we uh, added a winch for self-recovery to it. Uh, these lamps are notable that they're actually a uh, laser powered lamp. Power for this vehicle is the new three liter Hurricane uh, HO motor, which is uh, going to be more than enough to move it around. The, for uh, off road ability, we added a 35 inch tire, uh, larger tire to get us over more obstacles, and we did that by raising the wheel opening through here. The interior is notable. It's got uh, a really great, warm sort of a cabin plaid to it, uh, really nicely dresses up the cockpit and then be- behind the front seats we took everything out so now it's just a big wide open space back here. Notably uh, this also features the new uh, Redtail Overland sort of Skyloft uh, roof camping system, really a premium piece for a premium sort of an off-road uh, vehicle. Now I'll sh- show you how that works. It's a hard sided piece uh, with glass windows or rather transparent windows. Open this back here, deploys really quickly. So this is all battery powered, has a solar panel on the roof and then it has heating, air conditioning, lighting, uh, connectivity to it, a full six foot long mattress into it and it's really premium materials inside of this.
2: So basically this Wagoneer for people who are listening, it's, you can buy this Wagoneer now. It's just the upgrades that they made on it for overland travel that are, are what makes this one different than the one that you can purchase. I'm very uninspired by the actual Wagoneer, but if I can get past that, it's one of the coolest Wagoneers I've ever seen. If if they if they gave it to me, I, I would roll in it immediately.
0: yeah, I mean, changes to this uh you know, minor changes, yeah you know, it looks like it's got bigger bigger wheels, better tires, uh a winch on the front, you know, so a bunch of different things. The wagoneer itself, I agree with you Phil, is uninspiring the 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 just the bodywork of it is just I, I don't know to me it's boring. however, This has got to be the best uh, attempt at an Overland truck that I've seen Jeep produce, Uh, you know, because this pop-up thing and the way you get into it and the concept of it is fascinating to me. It's better than anything that they've done really with the Rubicon.
2: And this would solve an issue in the Overland community, I think. There are a lot of people who procrastinate and the procrastination is all centered on them designing their vehicle. Yeah. This is one that you could buy and it's fully kitted, ready to go. There's no decisions you need to make. There's no insecurities you need to have about a warranty or guarantees. It would be the perfect vehicle. Uh, I think it needs to come out now before maybe the economy changes.
0: What I like about it, in addition, is that you have your rooftop, I'll call it a rooftop tent. That's not exactly what it is, but your rooftop pop up thing here, which makes a huge space. And the Grand Wagoneer is a lot larger of a vehicle than your Wrangler, anyways. So that I think is what makes this a truly interesting potential for an overland truck because you just got more room to carry more gear. Um, more spacious, better for sleeping, Uh, you know, whether they ever make this thing or not, you know, I don't know, but it definitely has potential and it looks much cooler with this setup on it than it does with their quote, uninspiring kind of stock. one.
2: This is something that I feel like they should move on immediately because someone is going to do it. Be the first. Some some somebody's going to do this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it looks like that tent's made by Red Tail, right?
2: Yep, Red Tail Overland.
0: And so, so I do G- love the color and the paint job. <laughs> the paint job's pretty good. Yeah, I would like that same paint job with instead of red highlights, orange highlights.
2: Of course. <laughs> And I'm loving how the, the tent pop-up portion, you have solid walls. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, that is that is the last issue that they have with, with tents, is the walls. And that solves that final. It has a fan, you have uh solar panels integrated into the the top of the tent. Everything is just ready to go. And it looks so polished. It it looks like what apple would have done if you said make an overland vehicle
0: (laughs) kind of yeah you're right um and in addition like that's probably one of the biggest complaints i hear about overland uh rooftop tents is that the difference between soft-sided and the hard-sided versions of the tents is significant because number one complaint you always get is wind and people you know i've had, i can't tell you how many friends i've had camping out uh particularly out west where it gets windy in the desert and it, they've had to move their truck because it's just it's intolerable with the with the flapping of the all the canvas and stuff so this interesting it almost looks like those are hard windows too in that thing no
2: i've got to look at them again i i, I didn't even pay attention to that that's a big detail those look like hard windows to me, for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I can't. Tight.
2: They're probably like some kind of. Well, the back one for sure is a is a. Uh, I don't think it's glass, but I think some kind of plexiglass or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's got to deal with impact, and it's so well lit. Look, it's all of those different lights, and that fan is huge. That's probably the largest fan I've seen in a in a tent
0: it looks like a max air vent fan mm-hmm.
2: the jeep gladiator rubicon sideburn concept mark allen telling us about it
1: another one of our entries for uh, moab this year is a gladiator that we've uh, been put together by our friends at jpp uh features a lot of cool things. Uh, first, this, this bumper seat on the front. So it's a grill guard, folds down to become a seat on the front. Uh, metal bumper, Rubicon bumper with the worn winch in it. The vehicle features a lift from JPP, 37-inch tire on a unique wheel. This also uh, being a Gladiator, but with the half doors on it and then the, the hard top, I think it's just a really great, great look to it. Uh, side rock rails from the, for the vehicle. Lights on the roof, a unique sport bar arrangement back here with storage up on top, and then this cargo bed, which is a a very utilitarian, but a concept piece on it. Features uh, some some great styling to it, open through the the sides, rotopax mount here, and even the tailgate has been reconstructed in this this great uh, industrial feel to it. Spare tire has been relocated from under the vehicle uh, up into the bed. Really a great piece. Mike,
2: I love this vehicle. I love the way it looks, and I would reconfigure it in a different way. That tire would have to come out of the flatbed. Uh,
0: I I was about to say, uh, to be honest with you, the truck looks great. Um, It doesn't seem very practical to me. Uh, The the tire in the back there is taking up all the space. I mean, it's great, I guess, if you want to do Baja racing or something, but having the tire up there is taking up all your space. I don't think that back. Um, piece that they're talking about, which is essentially the bed, makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, I maybe it's just me. I spend so much time in a dusty environment, but all the holes and whatnot in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. You're just going to have your back full of dust and dirt and mud and whatever else. So I don't know how realistic that concept is. It would only be
2: interesting to me if I was confident that there was some kind of shell that I could purchase. That there was an aftermarket that was going to uh, service that vehicle, which probably would because it's a Jeep. But that that's like a real funny back end. So, like, yeah. a, if a camper would have to be custom to that particular vehicle and no other.
0: Yeah, and, that, so, and that, I think it's the. I think it's a little bit too unique. And you know, even like you know, putting that little roto pack thing mounted in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a is that really a roto pack? They don't make that shape, I don't think. It'll be that's just that's a one off. And what does that fit? You know, sixteen <laughs> ounces. I mean, what 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 goes in that? I don't know. It might be a good whiskey flask,
2: right? But for the. The everyday consumer, that's a badass vehicle, especially because it's got that little fake roto pack back there.
0: <laughs> In fact, that's what makes the truck. I am willing to pay another 10 grand uh, because it has that. <laughs> we always we always get off <laughs> tangent somehow. I knew this was gonna happen. I think
2: the funny I was thinking thing, about
0: that when I watched this video the other day. I see that little roto pack in there, and I go, "Oh God, here we go. We're going off. There's guarantee we go off the rails on this on this Jeep somehow."
2: <laughs> Our go to <clears throat> joke is about roto packs, and the funny thing is, I've got a bunch of them on my vehicle, and you've got them too.
0: Yes, I do. <laughs> I don't have one that's shaped like a. I don't know what that is, and I and, and, and I don't have one that small.
2: And I I always look at things like that, like let's say that was actually out for, and I could go buy it. That's actually a turnoff to me because I'm like, I have to buy that uh, water or gas container replacement from one person.
0: That's right. Yeah. I mean, he used the word "roto packs." Well, I it is a roto mount, so that RotoPax must have got involved in that little design, or one-off there, but probably I, did. You got to figure if Jeep was doing it, why wouldn't Jeep just make it, it himself? I, I, don't I
2: think I think a vehicle, a big vehicle company will probably buy them in the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, good, good bet. A, a lot of these
2: little look companies look are going to
0: uh, go ahead. No, go ahead well no i was say, i was say I do like the fact that if you look at that picture of the uh of the Jeep, it's got like built in steps kind of going up the side there on that back piece, yep, I like that
2: I mean just visually, I like everything about it. It's just when I start breaking down what I could use it for, what it's capable of, yeah that's when the issue starts, but it, it looks it looks really nice.
0: Yeah, you kind of took a four, they've kind of taken a four-door uh, Jeep, though, and then made little use of the space in the back, other than making it look cool. I, I, that's The use of space is questionable.
2: This is what, and they call them a concept vehicle. This is one of those ones where it really feels like they were just like, you know, just throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. It, it, yeah. it wasn't like a serious thought put into this one this is probably my least favorite one out of all of them what was your favorite now that we've looked at them all
0: oh by far I think my favorite was the um uh the uh Wagoneer
2: 78 Cherokee
0: I mean that's what I mean the Cherokee yeah yeah
2: that's my favorite too now yep
0: and that's I a th- that's a you gotta make that please jeep because i will buy it
2: i think a lot of people would buy it uh i'm trying to think of you ever you ever read a uh, rob report yeah and in, in the back they'll have like these little car makers in the back they'll like take a ford bronco and electrify it and stuff like that there's been a couple people l- i'm sorry
0: there's been a couple that have made the Cherokee off of based on the Wrangler.
2: That that's what I'm saying. Um, if the actual company started building it, they could probably get it down to a price where more people could purchase it. Now it's kind of like I mean, it's like maybe starting at 250 to build one of those things.
0: Yeah, I know it's crazy. Um, there's actually somebody that's uh camp near me down here in Baja that um has I'll call it half of a Wrangler converted, like the front they've got the, they've got a Cherokee grill and stuff on it. I don't know where they bought it. Um, I'll get a picture of it if I see it go by again because it's mm-hmm. been. I see it every every week almost. Um, it's pretty cool. So somebody made it. I, it went, I don't know if that's a one off or somebody makes that uh, front end grill that makes it look like that.
2: Well, so one takeaway that I've gotten from looking at their concept vehicles this year is Bronco has Ford Bronco has really pushed them.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because that's why I think they should make the Cherokee, because I think the Rubicon, the Wrangler Rubicon is a little, I don't want to say dated because I don't think it's dated because it really retains a a really good traditional Jeep look but stale might be a better word and Bronco hit that market so hard and it's come out with so many variations and so many, like I, I just yesterday I was out and about and I saw like four or five different Broncos and there's some really cool ones. They got so many different mix and match ways of building it. Um, I think Jeep needs to put some spark in the thing and, and having a second vehicle Based on that same platform, sharing a platform seems like a great idea. Well,
2: Jeep has a huge challenge when it comes to those things because they have a very large, loyal following. And it's hard for them to just go modern or or go with the best or new tech because the people who have been buying the Jeeps over and over again, like me, you know, we'll look at the YK and I'm sorry, YJ and be like, no, no square headlights. They must always be round. You know, if you, um, if you don't have the seven slots, there are certain things about the vehicle, the solid axle. So they are really hampered in a lot of ways as far as what they can do. So it's like, damn if I do damn if I don't with them and that's probably
0: that's why I I like that Cherokee thing so much because that is so keeping with the the traditional look It is so retro and it's not messing around with the Wrangler at all because it's a different vehicle I think that that could be a really a big bonus to the Jeep brand
2: oh I agree absolutely that's the one when I saw it, I was like, if that was available, I might buy one.
0: Especially since it's based on the same platform as the Wrangler. It's just different body work, essentially. So you're not going to offend really any of the diehard Jeep people either, because it's like you said, it's got real axles. It's the real truck. It just has a retro look of a different Jeep vehicle. Mm-hmm. I think that's a win-win.
1: You have been listening to Waypoint Overland's Random Waypoints.
0: Like, subscribe, and stay tuned for more.